Hi, I'm Crystal. Hey, this is Anne, and this is Privileged Dating, episode four. Awesome. So we wanted to talk about what makes a good date. And I want to correct the record because okay. I made it sound like I only want to date that lasts 15 minutes and that I am done. And that's <laughs> not the case. You did say, you said 25 minutes and you said you wanted your first dates to be 25 minutes and you wanted to be out of there. So that is, I'm sure what I said, but what I actually <laughs> meant was I want to set up a short date. I want it to be coffee or a drink that then ends up being dinner and a walk and dessert and talking for hours. You want the choice to be able to leave after 25 minutes? Yes. I want the expectation to be, I'm coming, I'm meeting you. And if it's a great dynamic, if there's awesome interaction, I want to be asked if I would like to stay for longer. So who does, does the guy ask you I love that dinner? you asked that because typically you'd think that I would want to be in charge, right? Yes. I would expect you to be the pursuer. <laughs> I, so the best date that I went on, and this was actually back before I was married, was just supposed to be drinks. And I remember we had drinks and then we had a second drink and it was really, really great. And then he got the bill and started leaving. And I thought, oh, well, I thought it went well, but I guess he didn't because we're leaving. Yeah. And so I put on my jacket and he was like, hey, do you want to go get a burger? I heard this place over here is really good. And I realized, oh, he's offering me that I can continue it, but also offering me the out. And I loved that. Oh. So I just want every single date to be that because then we went and got a delicious burger. Do you remember Ray's Hellburger? Yeah. This was back in Arlington years and years ago. And then after that, we went and got ice cream. Oh. And it was the never ending date and great conversation. And it was so nice because I thought we we're just going out for a drink. Right. And then I got a great burger, which is my favorite. And I got ice cream and I made a really good connection. Are you still in touch with him? Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Because things that are that good at the start can't possibly stay that good. Um, But I remember thinking, like, that was ideal. So when I go out for coffee with someone, I don't have a set end time. Okay. But I also want – I've been on dates where guys have thought it's gone really well, and I am checking my watch and wondering when it's over and asking for the bill. But it's so easy to cut off a date. How do you do that? I just say, hey, I'm going to go. And I either go one of two ways. I say, I'm not feeling that good. I'm going to go home now. Okay. Right. So I use the sick excuse or I say, hey, I think we should just have this one drink. It was really nice to meet you. What do you think? Oh, wow. Is that when you only plan on having a drink or is that when you're planning on dinner? Most of my dates are set up for drinks and dinner. But I when I come when I come in, if I see the guy and I talk to him and if like immediately I know that I don't like him. Then I will do the, like, hey, I think we should just have a drink. Okay. He knows. That's really impressive. Yeah. I love how direct you are. I'm very direct. <laughs> so maybe I don't need to set it up for, to be the shortest date ever. I just need to be strong enough or... Yeah, just say what you want. Confident enough to say, I'm not digging you. Right. And wow. guess what? They appreciate it. The other thing is, what about You're dates- doing them a favor. And I'm doing myself a favor. Of course. <laughs> what about dates that aren't your drinks or dinner? What about... Like, what What else would there be? I've had one or two guys say, let's go for a hike. Oh, yeah. I've had one hiking date. Um, but to be fair, like, I started dating in, like, October, November, and it's been cold. Mm-hmm. So I've had very few opportunities to do outdoor hiking type dates. I love the idea of an outdoor date. I also 
feel like I've heard a horror story where someone went on a hiking date and got murdered. <laughs> so I like being active. Not in this area. Oh my God. Even the hiking trails are full of people. There's That's no a good point. You're going to get murdered. And I did go some, one guy was like, let's meet up in DC, get ice cream and walk along at National Harbor. And I was like, okay, that's well that's cute. nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So those are good first dates, being active. I like the idea of having a setting where you can sit and talk. So not doing the movies or not doing a really loud restaurant. No, do not go to a movie on a first date. Jeez, no. what's the point? Or don't go to movies at all because there's COVID. Right. <laughs> um, most of my dates, honestly, they've almost exclusively all been at restaurants. So that's kind of been my experience. Yeah. And most of mine have almost exclusively been at a bar or a coffee shop. Okay. I've had a few coffee shop dates. But weren't you saying if you if it's a coffee shop <laughs> date, you know it's not even going to be a good date, so why even show up? You just um, figure might as well You know what? That's not, that's, not, <laughs> that's not fair. Okay. I will go and I will have a conversation with the man and like treat him like any other date and hope for the best. If someone proposes also a coffee think, shop date, do you just assume that he's not as serious? I assume that he's cheap. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I am cheap and I'm proposing those estates, but that doesn't matter because I'm the woman. You're the woman. And okay. why are you paying? Again, never mind. No, Forget no, no. it. We can talk no, about no, I, didn't, I didn't say I'm cheap, so I propose that. I actually, I like the environment of coffee shops. I like being out in public, being able to have a conversation with other people being around. I also don't know. There what... are other people at restaurants and bars and all these other that places too. That is such too. a commitment of time. But what if you like the guy? That's a fair point. I mean, I think another thing is I'm accustomed to doing dinners and lunches with business people. And so when I look at the guy across the table, I'm thinking I can, I can have a dinner with any person. That's One a, dinner. That's a really good point. It's completely okay for me. As long as he's not horrifying. <laughs> that's a good point. Almost every single meal that I have is with my kids or with my colleagues. We have lunch in the office every single day and I love them. They are entertaining, they are fun, they are silly. We know each other's kids, we talk about so expand, things that matter. So expand your circle. But then if I'm on a date with somebody who I've just met, like I don't have that same camaraderie or that same connection. Yeah, learn, I want how, to save to, my learn, meals. learn how to have dinners with strangers. I wanna save my meals for people that I know that I like. <laughs> Everyone else I can have <laughs> coffee or tea with. That's funny. <laughs> So I did have a story today. Um, I wanted to let you know that I changed the light bulb. I was really proud of myself. Good. Yeah. But it wasn't just any changing a light bulb. I, um, I have a light bulb outside that I had to get up on a ladder for. Okay. And it isn't easily reachable. So I had to take apart the light, like Ugh. unscrew it, take it apart. It was up over my head. Yeah. The light bulb wouldn't come out. It got stuck and I did all this. And I realized as I was doing that, this would be the kind of thing that most of my friends who were divorced would get frustrated that they didn't have a husband to take care of. Yes. Be like, yes. man, if I only wish, I had a man. I wish there was a guy here. And I, I know that you have expressed to me in a very loving way that sometimes I'm a little atypical about my expectations and what I want. Yeah. I um, felt so confident and so happy that I was doing this. And I oh, realized good. in my marriage, I didn't look for my husband to save me or fix things like I value that and I want to be the person that fixes that and that does that. Um, but I read an article the other day that said the things that it, I only read articles about divorced people. <laughs> and one of them said that um, when you're getting a divorce and or once your partner has decided they no longer want to be with you, the things they fell in love with will be the things that they criticize the heaviest. Interesting. And I remember when my ex-husband and I first met, he used to praise me for how confident I was, how confident I was, how independent I was. Mm -hmm. And then when we were married, 
he got upset that I wouldn't rely on him. When really, that was what attracted him to me in the first place. Right. That's weird. So I was sitting there changing this light bulb, feeling very confident in my competence and thinking this would be the kind of thing that my ex would get mad at me for not Mm. waiting for him to do. Did you grow up doing things like this in the house when you were a child or when you were older or whatever? Yeah, I think so. I was the helper. Were you handy and helpful in these like kind of physical ways? Yeah. And I love doing that. Yeah. And I want to set that example for my kids of being a very strong, independent woman who doesn't need a man. Because you have two girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I want them to not think I'm sitting around waiting for someone to step up and save me. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So you said that you um, love taking care of your car and oil changes? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a similar experience. um, And it wasn't an oil change. It was actually a really big... So my car started making this noise. And I have a a nicer, newer car. And all of a sudden, it started clinking or making this like whirring sound or whatever it was. And something that didn't sound good. Right. <laughs> so um, one of my neighbors came by and was like, oh, that definitely is the uh, power pump, right? Or steering, the power steering pump. Okay. You need to get that replaced. So They could tell it by listening to it? Apparently. Okay. Apparently men know these things. I don't know. <laughs> good to know. So he was like, you need to get that replaced. Otherwise, if it goes you won't be able to drive it is what he said. Which makes sense because a car with that power steering likely doesn't move left or right. I don't know. Who knows? So so I went that day to the shop and the guy was telling me what was going on. I had no idea what he was saying. Like he was using all these terms and I was texting some of my friends. Yes. And I remember texting one friend in particular, a guy saying, ugh, a husband would be so useful right now. interesting (laughs) because this is not the kind of thing that i would have ever dealt with when i was married that's a good point my ex would have totally taken the car handled it and i would have been like thank you (laughs) for fixing my car interesting so i think my ex might have handled it if he if i asked him to but i also don't think i would have asked him do you know what else happened what else happened when i was at the shop i asked the guy so, so something happened with the power steering and a rack and pinion. Oh, right. And yes, I said, rack and pinion. <laughs> and I said, what's a rack and pinion? And uh-huh. you know what he said to me? He said, do you really want to know? Okay. And what did you say? And I said, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to buy one, please. <laughs> <laughs> but he was explaining what was wrong and why it cost the amount that it did. Well, I appreciate that. So you don't feel like you're getting taken for a ride. Right. And I, he could have, he could have quoted me double or triple and I would have still paid it. I have no idea. That's why I was saying that it would have been helpful to have a man. And do you think but, a man would have known or would have just accepted or would have researched or would have pushed back or how is there? A I feel like guys know about cars. Okay. So maybe I just have a different life experience and the guys in my life know nothing about cars, but I don't think that my dad or my brother or my ex-husband know anything about cars. Well, the, the male friends I was texting were telling me, make sure they check out the belt and the thing and the fluid levels and all these things. And so as I was getting this advice from my texts, I was talking to the guy at the shop. But my point is, when I asked him, well, what is a rack and pinion? Basically asking him to explain to me what the thing was, mm-hmm. his kind of condescending response yeah. was, do you really want to know or do you care? Which I don't, like, I don't feel condescended to all that much or that I'm kind of surprised you didn't say, I expect you to tell me right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, he was very much like, 
you don't really need to know, little girl. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Bless your heart. I know. Okay, now I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. It was it was interesting. Do you feel like there's any any other places or any other times where you've been like, man, a husband would be super nice? Um, yeah, I mean, the toilet stopped up the other day, and mm. I was like, this is gross. I want... <laughs> I fixed my toilet the other day and I felt so flippin' proud of myself. I didn't want to do it, but I was proud of myself for doing it. Awesome. Yeah, but I didn't want to do it, so there's that. Yeah. Okay. I think the only time I found myself wanting to have a partner is when, like, a kid has a meltdown or I just want to talk through, like, is this okay or did I respond to this all right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so you have taught me a whole lot along our dating journey, and one of the things that you mentioned to me that I didn't you taught know me a lot of, too of what not to do <laughs> <laughs> because we do have such different perspectives. You said yes. that I should download Google Voice, and full confession, I've downloaded it, but I don't, I haven't assigned myself a number yet, so I haven't used it. So it's on okay. my phone, but I don't do anything with it. But why did you recommend this, and what have you seen as a benefit from it? So I work in tech. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of information and a lot of data out there about you. Yes. Especially tied to your phone number. You'd be surprised what kind of information people can get from you just based on your first and last name and one other identifier, phone number or birth date or address or something else. Right? Wow. Okay. So a phone number especially is a very specific personal number. It's almost as good as a social security number. Wow. Yeah. So I don't give my phone number out to online men (laughs) that I'm dating. So I've set up a Google voice number that I give out freely at all to anybody online. And I, and I feel very comfortable giving the number and calling them and having conversations with them because it's not my real number. So how does Google voice work? You get a brand new phone number. You get a brand new phone number. It's not actually tied to you. So it's just a random phone number that's assigned. But then it rings through to your cell phone. You don't have to have a separate cell phone. Correct. How do you make a phone call from that Google? You go through the app and you dial and then it rings through your phone to their phone. So that's probably what I would. they see your fake number in their phone. Interesting. So then if I were to Google, if you were to call me from your Google phone Phone number number, uh and I then Google that Google phone number, what would I get attached to that? Nothing. Whereas if I Googled your phone number right now, I would know your name. I might know your yeah. address. I might know your ex's name. Exactly. I might know your school district. I might know yep. where you go to church. Yep. 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 All wow. Those things. Okay. So you're telling me I should actually get a phone number with Google Voice? Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> okay. Do you also text through Google Voice? Yes. How do you know? It has a text feature. The right one? It has a text feature. It's just like a phone. We don't have advertisements for this podcast, but I wonder if Google Voice is a <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> So you're saying it's worth it. (laughs) It makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And why did I choose Google Voice? Yes. Because it's free. (laughs) That's within my price range. So wait, I can have a free phone number, but I can't use free apps. (laughs) Don't use free dating apps. Okay. That reminds me. I went on the website that you had recommended to me. The League. Um, The League. Yes. Uh And I was very excited. Um, and I, right now I opened it and it says I'm checking waitlist status. I'm still on the waitlist. Oh, okay. And I am number 37,397 <laughs> on the waitlist here in DC. Don't pay attention to that number. They'll, they'll approve you at some point and you'll be, you'll go from 36,000 to number one. Did I just say 36,000? Whatever, whatever. Whatever I said, it's up to 37,000. So hopefully <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh my goodness. I am excited to try that new app. Awesome. 
And I would love to talk about the pros and cons of the different apps. So yes. we, uh, we've mentioned Bumble. You yes. don't do it. The woman has to initiate and there's way too many fish pictures. Yes. And I think it attracts the wrong kind of guy. Okay. The kind of guy who wants to be passive. Yes. Who wants the girl to pick him. That's, that's, not, that's not the kind of guy that's I, not I, want, for. I want to date. The yeah. other thing that you had said is for the league, you feel like they hand select high quality matches. Yeah. And, and, and it's a self-selected pool of people too. Like those people who go to the league mm -hmm. think highly of themselves. That's true. And it links to their professional LinkedIn profile. So you have who to have are a professionally connected. You have to have a LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. You have to be, feel good about it. And one of the prominent features in on the league profile is your job. Which makes sense. Right. If you're narrowing based on that. down based on a job. Right. I also noticed when I was waiting and waiting and waiting and trying to see what the app was about and how it works, they said they're making sure to get people who are serious about finding connection, not just looking for a one night stand. Right. And I thought, okay, get me off this wait list. That sounds really, really nice. <laughs> so that would be another pro of mm -hmm. that app. Your own match. I'm on match. And I've heard people say, go to match if you're looking to get married. Yes. And is that because people pay for it or they take it more seriously or what? Yeah. So match requires payment to participate on the app, which is really different from all the other apps okay. out there. So there's a commitment up front, right? So it's it's it attracts people who are serious yeah. about wanting to find a partner because you're not going to pay for it when there's all these other free options like Tinder or Hinge, Hinge or yeah. Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> so Match attracts people who are serious, and they know that the other people who are on Match are also serious about wanting to find a partner. I also think that Match skews a little older. Okay. So I think that the pool of people who are older is greater on Match than the pool of people who are in their like 20s and 30s. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Right. So I did Stir and I found it. It was advertised on um, Instagram because apparently they know what it is that I'm looking for. And they had like really attractive black men advertising it. So they knew what I was looking for. But Stir sells itself as a dating app for parents. And oh. the, it asks you certain questions, but you can only answer with like A, B, C, and D, like favorite TV show. It's like, ew, David, Shit's Creek. So it's the same response for hmm. all the things. But the idea behind it is it's other people who also are focused on their kids and maybe don't have as much time, or it has all the same features as the others where you can um, message or you can video through there. Um, I realized on Bumble, I was matching with people or the most success I was having with people who had kids because they had that in common with me. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought, oh, this is a great app. Let me try this. And I was super excited to get on it. The first few people I really matched with. And then I realized you can only send messages to one person. What? Unless you pay for the app. Oh. And so now I have a line of people that are waiting to talk to me. And I'm wondering, is it worth the $40 a month? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes they make you think that there are more people you know, in queue than there are because they want you to pay. And then I realized that's like, not that's that much money. If Even if I get like one or two connections that this make it so worth it. But I just was so discouraged because I liked the idea so much. But I think that I should have researched the app, gotten more information, finding yeah. out what the messaging was so yeah. that I knew what I was committing to. I've honestly, I've never heard anyone talk about <laughs> that app before. Fair enough. But that doesn't mean that you won't get guys who are committed to finding a woman who has kids and i also which like is a great i like great the idea filter. of filtering by something that you're interested in i have yeah. a, a girlfriend who's divorced who's getting back into online dating and she's a mormon so she's using a matching mormon online matching site wait website and i thought that's great because you know you want to be someone who shares your faith so there also right. was a 
Christian Christian match site that I was looking into. Um, that maybe I'll look into between now and our next podcast, so I okay. can tell you all the things I've done wrong there. But <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that that's something that I want to find someone who wants to go to church with me and raise kids in the church. Yeah, because that so, is super important to you. It is, and that's something that I can designate on other websites that yeah. I am Christian or that I'm looking for someone who's a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if I went to a website where that was the main focus? Yeah. I wonder what the dating pool would look like. I think that's not a bad idea. Have you tried eHarmony? No. I feel like that there's a larger percentage of religious people, people who are looking for Christian mates on eHarmony. And I think that they're, it's supposed to be pretty successful at hooking people up with partners. So you and I met through Bible study. Yes. We are both Christian. Yes. I struggle thinking that I want to meet someone who's Christian who's not like uber conservative Christian and doesn't like people of like doesn't respect gay rights or doesn't I I, I worry about that is that silly of me no that's a valid concern (laughs) because I love God Mm -hmm. and I love people Mm -hmm. and I think one of the things that I love about the church that we go to is that it's about serving God and serving people and I worry that some people that I found online I there was one occasionally when I first started Bumble I would screenshot pictures and send them to um, my girlfriend, who's a doctor in Texas, just to show her how much fun I was having. And um, and there was a guy that kept popping up talking about his straight, white, perfect teeth, his love of God and firearms. And I was finding there was a huge correlation between... Here? Here, in, in Northern Virginia. A correlation between Which Christian town? men... Uh, d- uh, close enough to me, because my parameters are set right, to eight miles. Right. <laughs> but but the, the men who associate being Christian with the Second Amendment... Yeah. That, and that's not, no, that's true. That's not my style. It's a political so, issue. So I don't know if I would like online Christian dating. I don't know. Because that's not one of the things I filter for. Yeah. So you're obviously a better Christian than me. No, I obviously <laughs> am really conflicted because I want someone who loves all people and loves Jesus. Right. Interesting. I'm surprised that you get that demographic here. That's interesting. Anyway... So I'll let you know how that website. I know. I know. Are you going to try it? I think I have to, because what else are we going to talk about next time? Okay. (laughs) That's fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us for episode four of our podcast. Privileged dating. Talk to you soon.